Welcome to the Church Times podcast. Try 10 issues for £10 or two months access to our website and apps also for £10. Go to churchtimes.co.uk forward slash new hyphen reader. I'm joined this week by the Reverend Rose Hudson Wilkin, the Bishop of Dover, to talk about a new Lent course that she has devised called The Room Where It Happens. It's based on the smash hit musical Hamilton. Reviewing the course in the Church Times recently, David Wilburn wrote, I sense that this course will work brilliantly. Bishop Rose, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Many of our listeners will have seen Hamilton, the musical, um, in the theatre or perhaps the the film version on Disney+. Plus. But for those who haven't, I wonder if you could just give a, a brief overview of sort of what it's about. Well, the, the brief overview is that here is uh, someone who begins life almost as a, a nobody, and yet he ends up being in the category of uh, the founding father, one of the founding fathers of the great United States of America. So from a life of um, a, a life where he was poor, uh, rejected, ignored, spoken badly of, and somehow he manages to dig deep inside himself and not only discover who he is, but knows that he can make a contribution and seeks to make that contribution to his adopted home, as it were. And, 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 and the, the story of Hamilton really tells the ups and downs of his life. And, and, and one would want to say a triumph in terms of what he achieved, but also it is sad. There is something sad running through it as well, that somehow we have to hold intention uh, with the triumph. We also have to hold uh, the sadness, you know, the way he died and how he died. And it's, you know, it, it's sad, but you hold that together. If you've, you've seen the, the musical in, in the theatre, mm. I mean, what was it you particularly in, enjoyed about it? And what was it about the it being a musical rather than a play that you thought gave it a particular power? Do you know the energy? My goodness, the energy. And what was just so amazing, as a, as a woman who is Black, to see a stage full of people who looks like me doing something terrific and oh my goodness telling a story and 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 you're hearing the story you're seeing the story with new eyes you're seeing the story um almost reflecting some of your own story that is exciting because we don't often see our stories or hear our stories or see the uh, the conduits of our stories looks like us <laughs> sure. you know sure. so that for me was pretty exciting sitting there in the theater there was a real buzz there was a real buzz and 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 to be able to actually identify with some of the themes that are running through it as well was pretty pretty powerful you were not just being entertained um, you were entering into the story. And when did you first decide that this would be a, 
a great theme for, for a Lent course. I, I was asked to do it. And, and actually, there was a little part of me, as soon as having seen it, and, and when I was asked, I was, I was really excited, but also fearful, <laughs> because I've never, you know, I've written bits, I've written a chapter for something here or a foreword for something here, etc. But I've never sat down and never thought that I would have had the time or dare I say the ability to um, to, to write a, a, a book. But there was something, apart from the excitement of what was possible, there was something that drew me back to the themes that were running through the book that connected with Lent. You know, Lent is that time when we focus. We focus on our lives and how our lives might grow and be deepened as we go through the way of the cross to get to that place of resurrection. And so um, the, the, the thought of those themes, ambition, but there is also temptation. And you have to be really careful that if you're holding ambitions, that you are not tempted to achieve those ambitions by ways that takes away from who we are meant to be as the people of God. We've got to hold the cross before us at all times. So, and, and, and the reality that we're human beings. And so we are tempted, but how do we manage? How do we navigate the temptations? How do we lead lives of forgiveness when we are battered, when we are broken, how do we get ourselves put back together again? How do we recognize ourselves as being redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and claim that forgiveness? But more importantly, or equally importantly, live that forgiveness. You know, I have in the past heard Christians say, I will never forgive. And I just have to take a deep breath. And if they're close to me to say, I hear what you're saying. I understand the enormity of what you feel, but actually we don't have a choice. As Christians, as the people of God, walking the way of the cross, forgiveness is right at the heart of the Christian faith. So it's working with that. It's the love and sacrifice at the heart of the Lenten story is actually about God's love, God's generosity, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave. And, and you, you saw in the musical, the, 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 the king making out, you know, that, you know, I, I love you and you've got to do what I want. Otherwise I will withdraw my love. Not what love is about at all. And, you know, this wonderful thing in scripture that says, while we were yet sinners, God loved us. He didn't wait until we were wonderful and good and well-behaved. And that's just exciting. And, 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 and so, so those were coming through the book, the, the sort of sacrificial stuff going on there, laying down one's life. So it's not just about me, but seeing the big picture, all those things. 
I, I think were important. And, and ultimately in the fifth chapter where I address sort of hope of courage through adversity. So because we're Christians, it doesn't mean that we have this wonderful, amazing, smooth road to go down. It's, you know, I come from Jamaica, lots of potholes and, you know, some tracks on the road, uh, you know, that is not quite the road and you make your own track, etc., and get through life. So, so for me, it was just, it just all fitted together. I just ask a bit about, um, how you'd envisage people doing the course? Would it be mainly in, in small groups? And, and what would some of the, um, what would an evening look like? I would hope and expect that people could do it in pairs, a group of friends um, or a, a church group, or, you know, actually because of the, 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 the musical, you know, it might be good to invite your non-Christian friends because these are themes that impacts on humanity, ambition, temptation, forgiveness, redemption. You know, they might not use words like redemption, but they know what it is to be redeemed, to be drawn back, love, making sacrifices, hope, courage, all those things, I think are, are, are themes that actually runs across it. So I would want people to feel comfortable that's the other thing comfortable and confident to be able to say to a group of friends you know have you seen the musical you've got to come to our group our Lent group you know we'll watch it together and you know we'll we'll discuss some of the themes coming through it it's like you know when you people have a sort of book club why not have a Lent club where you meet once per, per week during Lent and just sit together. So what, what I have in the book is uh, we begin with a prayer. We begin with things that we can discuss. So, for example, the first chapter uh, deals with identity and belonging. Now, that's a big deal for us here in Britain. You know, who are we? Who do people think that we are? How do people treat us? Because people often treat us depending on who they believe we are or what they believe we are. So how do we, you know, how do we create that sense of belonging in the communities, in the places where we work and play? How do we come to terms with feeling that we don't belong? How do we deal with that? How do we share those thoughts with one another? So the, 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 it, each chapter begins with that kind of discussions on the theme, and then they would be invited to, to watch a clip. There is also Bible passages, and in the, 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 the Bible passage, for example, in the one um, uh, to do with identity and belonging, I use the passage of scripture from Matthew, where Jesus asks them, who do people say that I am? You know, what are they saying? What's, what's, what, do you, what are you hearing out there about who I am? And of course, the disciples are quick to say, oh, some say you're the prophets, Elijah. Some say you're John the Baptist. And then Jesus asked the critical question, what about you? Who do you say that I am? And that's the crunch point. I think we're very good at saying, guess what? I heard somebody say this about you, you know, or, or guess what? This was on social media. 
you know, somebody's been tweeting this, somebody's been putting this out on Facebook. But then the challenge is, what about you? What do you say? What do you think? Because depending on who we think Jesus is, not what other people say he is, depending on who we say he is, or, you know, that will determine how we respond to Jesus. Depending on what we believe about our friends and our neighbors, not what we hear the, the newspapers say, or the media, or the Twitter feed, but what do you say? What do you think? And that's going to determine how we treat one another. So I use scripture passages. I, I then discuss some of the themes. We, you know, we're asked to discuss some of the themes around that. And then, um, you know, we watch the, the clips. Uh, and, and the first clip, for example, is the, the song of Alexander, um, you know, affirming this is who I am, you know, setting, setting the scene as it were. There's a quote from the introduction where you, you talk about how the musical is set within the hip hop tradition, which naturally attracts mm. a younger audience and therefore, mm. provide, therefore provides a homely context in which we can yes. engage and learn as a community. Um, so are you hoping that this course could take place in families or could particularly attract children and young people because of the, the musical genre? Yes, I, I would like it to be in families. You know, we can introduce our older generation to the music, but also I would love to think that perhaps some six formers in their break time, you know, mm. uh, during school might find a, a room and, 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 and watch and discuss the theme. So youth groups, families, church groups, you know, groups where you might just invite your friends along who have no faith. Because one of the things that I have discovered in this country is that to a large extent, we don't have great confidence in our faith. And actually, it's because we don't have confidence in our faith, why we don't talk about our faith. You know, it's, it's hidden. And so this is a wonderful opportunity without anyone feeling awkward to actually listen to a song from the musical, tie it in with what we're reading in scripture and, and our experiences about life, our experiences of the times when we have forgiven or not or, or others have not forgiven us when we've gotten things wrong. The times when we have, you know, ambitiously gone after something and, you know, everybody else be damned, this sort of thing, you know, to say, what's that all about? You know, how do we enable at a time now in our country when we are hearing of the plights of refugees, etc., how do we enable others to feel a part of, that they belong. Absolutely critical and vital. The new children from the travelers community, asylum seekers, those who are fleeing war in Syria and who are living in your community. Um, how do we get them to feel that they belong? And uh, you know, so, so, so yes, I'm hoping that various groups will feel comfortable to, to sit together, um, perhaps with some food, uh, yes, popcorn, <laughs> and, uh, and to enjoy. Am I right thinking in this course you also draw on some of your own experiences from, from your childhood and also your ministry? Is that right? Oh, yes, because, 
you cannot engage in Lent in any way without being real, without being real. And part of being real, in which we invite those who are taking part, actually to be real as well, because it is about being able to connect your story with the story of Lent and with Alexander's story, you know? And so I share in the book some of my childhood experiences, experiences of being here in this country too, experiences of being othered, of being othered and, and having to dig deep inside oneself to draw on, on my faith in order to keep standing, in order to keep being in the room because others sometimes would like to go into the room and close the door or only invite you in the room if you're bringing their tea and coffee in or if you're cleaning um, the, 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 the office or the, the room because of the color of one's skin. And, and so I never, I'm never afraid to say, you know, what some of those painful experiences are. But I don't stay with the pain because I know that through Christ and through the cross, um, there is another story to tell. So I want to tell the other story of love and compassion and forgiveness and hope and courage. I want to tell that story, but we can only tell that story real, in a real way, if we have engaged with the pain and, and have come through that journey. Yes. I was thinking, could the course be a helpful way for us as the church um, tries to respond to things like the From Lament to Action report and, and make progress towards racial equality? And we've seen recently there's still a lot of work to do on that. I mean, could a course like this be a good way to increase understanding people to share experiences? A absolutely, because the, the reality is, we, and, you know, you look in society and what you see is a narrative, a narrative that says if you're not white, male and middle class, then you can't be of uh, much value. And so what we're wanting to do is to break that assumption and to give a different story, to create a, uh, well, in a sense, you're not creating a new narrative. That narrative is here. It is real. And what we're saying is, hey, can we have some space here so that our story can be told uh, uh, as well? And, and it really is important if we're going to be the kind of society where we live together in unity, recognizing our diversity, because we're not asking for a melting pot. And, you know, it, I, I never liked the idea of a melting pot because for me, a melting pot looks a little bit slimy and, you know, you can't distinguish who you are. So to be able to say, this is who I am and to be accepted within the whole is pretty important and vital for the success of community or the success of being a nation together, mm. yeah. And it doesn't mean that because, you know, I have to thrive at someone else's expense. You know, it's about how do we hold uh, 
each other up? How can we be accountable for one another? Just finally, how do you hope people emerge from this course as, as they as they come towards Easter? I mean, what way would you hope they'd be changed? At the end of each of the, the chapter, we have uh, some reflections and, uh, and we have a, a prayer. And right at the very end, I use as part of the prayer, Lord, teach me to strive to be in the room where I can reach for hope and courage daily through all the adversities that I might face. So in every, at the end of each chapter, Lord, teach me to strive to be in the room. So we don't want people uh, to be left on the outside. We want people to be part of. It's about belonging. When we feel that we belong, we will be happier. We will feel that we can give more because this is ours too. So I hope going forward that the kind of resurrection experience is one where there is great joy and not only great joy, but a real sense of we, we belong together. We're part of this community. We're part of this country. We're part of this society. Together, we're in the room. No one is locking someone else out. So the room where it happens, I hope it will really happen for, for those who take part in it and that they will strive in a real way to recognize that they, who they are and that have that sense of belonging, that you know, they will recognize that ambition doesn't have to be a, a nasty word. Ambition can be positive. It is what we use it how we use that ambition for the benefit of the, the whole, as it were, and to recognize temptation and, and, and ensure that we do not give in to temptation, as it were, to be a people who forgive one another, who love and, and willing to make sacrifices for each other, and, and, and simply to, to be a people of hope to be a people of hope, because that's what uh, the resurrection is about. It is about hope and love. Yes. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Church Times podcast. You can find more news, analysis, comment and book reviews on our website, churchtimes.co.uk. If you are not yet a subscriber to the Church Times, you can try your first 10 issues for just £10. You'll get the paper delivered to your door every Friday, plus full access to our website and digital archive. Go to churchtimes.co.uk forward slash subscribe to find out more.